And that taught me a huge lesson. It taught me playing safe my whole life had been a huge mistake. Putting myself in a vulnerable position where I could lose everything was what I needed to unlock this kind of raw potential and belief in myself that I could do it. Wow. <laughs> this is this is an episode you have to listen to. Uh, that's the voice of Jamie Atkinson. He's a podcast coach. He's an entrepreneurial coach, and he's actually the guy behind this podcast. And I interviewed Jamie. This is part one of, of two. And in this episode, Jamie talks, he gets really, he talks about being broke. I mean, literally only having enough money to spend for $2 a night hotel in Bangkok. But Jamie also talks about taking chances and how some of the chances he's taken have changed his life, as well as really buckling down when his back was against the wall to make things happen. So it's a really powerful part one of two episodes. Stay tuned. Let's rock. If you're like me, you're an artist and entrepreneur. You've got big ideas, unique skills and services that frankly, no one else can offer the way you do. Yet you're probably still asking yourself these questions. How do you make money yet still have time to create as an artist? How do I run a business if my mind doesn't necessarily think that way? And how can I create a future that isn't dependent on me trading my time for money? Those are the questions we ask ourselves, and this podcast will answer them. My name is Nathan Freitas, and this is the Creative Entrepreneur Blueprint. Follow me as I demystify running a profitable creative business and empower thousands of other creative entrepreneurs like you to make money doing what they're meant to do and impact the world in the process. Let's rock. What's up, folks? Hey, it's Nathan here. Good morning, good afternoon, good night. Whatever time you're listening to this, I'm excited. Today, I've got a close friend of mine on the podcast. I'm joined here by Jamie Atkinson. And if you have not known his name, or if you're not familiar with his name, you're about to be. So, Jamie, he's one of the most sought-after podcast strategists in the entrepreneurial game. I actually got connected to him through the 2CCX group or the uh, ClickFunnels community. Um, he's known for helping business owners make thousands of dollars with their podcast within weeks of launching. Uh, he's a mad scientist, got some, some really cool stuff to share around that. And he's the founder of the Podcast Profit Lab. This is the lab that I went through to launch this actual podcast you're listening to. And he's a genius behind a lot of what I do. And so what he does is he teaches entrepreneurs how to plan and launch strategic and profitable podcasts to create massive movements and change. Uh, you guys got to welcome our podcast junkie, Jamie Atkinson to the show. Jamie, how's it going, my friend? Nathan, that's such an awesome introduction. Thank you so much. And this is this is a little meta, right? Like we're, we're I'm on a podcast <laughs> that's like one that we built together and like put yeah. like blood, sweat, and tears into. So I'm like super proud to be here. Super excited to share a ton of value today. And man, I'm just ready to get going. You know. So um, I like you know me. I like a lot of candor. And I am curious because my first question before we even get into the business is on this, this topic of meta, right? Like, tell me honestly, dude, you, you have done a, you've, you've, we're going to talk about this, but you have not always been doing podcasts and here you are as a result of all the tears and hard work and scraping, 
you are sitting here with someone who's gone through your lab, lab, who has launched a top 100 podcast and is starting to find his own voice. You literally have changed my life. So, I mean, dude, I, I, no, no, like, no cheesiness. Like, I'm really curious. How does that make you feel? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's really bizarre. And you know what's crazy, Nathan, is that so many times when I've listened to other people on podcasts or on interviews or on shows, whenever I listen to somebody else who um, they have like this fanfare introduction, right? They're like, I've done this, I've done that, I've done that. I always imagine them at this kind of place that's like so much further ahead than what I'm at in my personal life, right? I look at them, I'm like, wow, like there's no way I could ever be at that level. And something I just want to let like the listeners know right now is that it sounds really impressive, right? We've done some crazy, amazing stuff, but like seven months ago, this business did not exist, right? At Funnel Hacking Live in February, when I went there, I was broke. I was defeated. I was, you know, absolutely lost with what I wanted to do. Hmm. And what's really interesting, Nathan, is like reflecting on all of the stuff that's happened since then, seeing you be successful, having other people come through the program. And when you're a course creator, when people say things like, you've changed my life. Like you've been able to help me on that direction. It's like super humbling. And I reflected a couple of weeks back. I was saying that I, I went to an author uh, event in September. Yeah. And like at this event, I probably cried like four or five times because like I kept seeing people and they were like in their own element and they were like mm. speaking to people and putting themselves out there and super confident. And then when they first come into my program, they've been like super quiet and like very reserved. And maybe you're the exception here, Nathan, because you are like always brash <laughs> anyway, right? Like straight up there. But it's really, it's really um, leveling, right? To, to see that difference that it kind of makes. And, you know, the big thing that I didn't realize was how much purpose that would give me more mm. than making money. It's yeah. like I found my people and helping people do this is really just amazing. That's the part I love. <clears throat> Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm feeling that right now, actually, you know, my, when my, when I get emotional, I get tears well up in my eyes. And so if you were sitting here in front of me and you might actually see it through the camera, I definitely feel that. And a uh, sincere gratitude to, to you because I have, I have started to find my voice as a result of this and it's created these wonderful, just wonderful blessings in so many different areas of my life. So thank you for, for everything you've done so far. Thanks for being again on the podcast today. Dude, I mean, it's fun to watch. I mean, even, I mean, and we can speak candidly here, right? Like even just in the last two, three weeks that I can just see this fire that's been lit in you. And if you guys are listening to this, I mean, there's some crazy Nathan Threatis stuff that is coming that is just absolutely mind blowing, but it's been really amazing to see you just light up and have all of this energy and you just move at such a fast pace. It's, it's going to be super awesome, but yeah, super pumped. It's going to be a blast. Uh, well, thank you. <laughs> so let's, um, let's go back though to that uh, funnel hacking live. I think that's a good starting place to give people an understanding of what brought you to, to what you're doing and what you're specializing in today. Yeah, we have a we have an interesting story. So obviously, I'm English. Um, some people are like, "Is he Australian?" But no, I'm definitely English. Definitely and, um, English. We've been we, we're in this weird position where we we travel full time, right? So two years ago, I like left my job because you know my sister got really ill, and my company that I've been working for for like six years didn't look after me at all. Basically, after years of jumping through hoops, they basically said, "Well." 
you can either do it our way or if you're not happy, you can always just go back and have a regular sales job. And after years of that, I was just absolutely fed up. I spoke to my mum about it and she's like, you've just got to, you've got this kind of creative um, opportunity like inside of you that just isn't being fulfilled. And she said, you need to go and travel and see the world and, and mm. we'll figure out what business you need to create along the way. And it's really oh, beautiful. A lot of people don't have that sometimes from family members. And I feel really lucky that that happened yeah. in life that, that my mom really pushed me to do that. Yeah. So we've been traveling for like two years. And, you know, when I first got started, I was trying to figure out like, what do I do? What do I do to make money? And I started off doing freelance writing. Then I did blogging. And then I decided to make a course about like Pinterest and how things were working for me to drive traffic. And I went Mm. from these things to things to things. And what was interesting is I learned a bunch along the way, but a year into me traveling, I kind of run out of money. And um, some businesses had kind of worked for a bit and then they tapered off. And I was at this really unfortunate position where I basically, the last business I'd just been doing, which was a Pinterest marketing agency, there'd been a huge update to Pinterest. And I basically lost four of my clients overnight. And I went from doing $7,000, $8,000 a month down to doing zero Mm. and just was in this really horrible place where I was you know, sat in this, um, this really kind of cheap and nasty hostel in Bangkok. We were running out of money. It was like $2 a night. There was no windows. It was this horrible acrid green color. It was like an AC that didn't work sometimes. And there was no windows. So it was like this interior room. I just remember feeling like I was in this box, this like hot melting box, sat on the phone trying to cold call people to get clients. And I just Jeez. was like, this is the worst possible position that I could be in. And one of the, one of the things that was really interesting is I felt like a fraud because on Instagram and online and all these different places, I was posting about travel and how amazing it was and all of these kind of different experiences. And I, I kind of talked about my success, right? When I got clients, I kind of bragged about it and said to my friends back home, like, yeah, I'm finally making it. Like we're making money, like things are going well, making more money than I was at my last job. And I didn't want to turn around and be like, oh, well, that all went bottoms up and I haven't got any clients anymore, right? Because I was embarrassed. I thought people would ridicule me. So mm-hmm. I was living these kind of like half truths online. Mm-hmm. And I just felt in this terrible, terrible place. So, you know, we were in Thailand. We didn't have a lot of money left. I, I kind of sat down and spoke to my girlfriend, Gina, and we'd just been through the One Funnel Away Challenge, which um, if you guys uh, who are listening don't know what the One Funnel Away Challenge is, it's kind of like a marketing diploma in 30 days, which just teaches you everything you need to know about funnels. And we were on the back end of completing that, and we're just so excited about the prospects of funnels and what they could do for us and what they could do for our business. And they sent us an email that said, you need to buy the ticket for Funnel Hacking Live. Now, bear in mind, at the time, we're in Thailand, like 20 hours flight away with connecting right. flights Broke. from like the US. <laughs> we had like 3000 maybe $4,000 in my bank account. And that, that was it. Like no, no customers coming in. It was going to cost us like $1,500 for the flights, $1,000 for the actual hotel. The ticket itself was $1,000. It was a huge investment to do that and to jump and go all in. And fly back to Nashville where it's super expensive. I mean, you know, right? Like it compared to Thailand where you can get dinner oh my for gosh. a dollar, right? Yeah. Like it's, it's like $40 if you just go out to eat once, right? And, uh, you know, for us, it was a real risk. But when we were weighing up the pros and cons, one of the biggest things that I said to my girlfriend was like, if we don't do this, I feel like I'm missing connection in my life. I'm missing 
hmm. people around me. I was traveling by myself. Like there was me and Gina, but we didn't have friends. Like everybody who, who and people don't say this when you travel, but it's very fleeting. Like you'll make friends, but they'll be gone a week later. Yeah. And it's very, very difficult to have that community aspect. And I said to her, if, if we can't figure out how to get community in our lives, I'm probably going to have to move back home because one, I'm going to be broke. Not having community is massively affecting me internally and mm-hmm. which in turn is affecting me in mm-hmm. business. Mm-hmm. And the other thing was like, I just didn't know what process to follow. Like I was completely burnt out after my agency had failed in Pinterest. I just didn't have the energy to learn it all again or, or go into a different direction. You know, I, I kind of compare it to like, I look at my, my dad and his whole life and his careers you know, he had maybe two or three points in his life where he had complete career changes. Right. And probably they were 10 years apart. And I remember him telling me like how difficult it was to go through a complete career change where you have to completely relearn everything that you've ever learned. You know, he went from being a chef to being a kitchen fitter, right? And in entrepreneurship, that happens seven times in a year, right? Mm. It's so difficult to, to have to make those changes. And I think people don't understand sometimes that, it does put a lot of pressure on you. And if you're experiencing that right now, I just want you to know it's okay. Like you're not alone. There's a, a lot of people in the entrepreneurial game who are experiencing that. So what, I decided, what, okay. What was the, the feeling you had though, as you're sitting there and you're making that decision? I mean, really, what was the feeling that you had? Was it certainty? Was it complete utter fear? Terror. Terror. Because, and here's the thing, Nathan, my whole life, I'd always had a backup plan. When I left my job, mm-hmm. I had a huge <laughs> nest egg. I had $20,000 uh-huh. saved, right? Uh-huh. Whenever I was going for a career move, there was always a backup plan. Like, oh, yeah. I'm going to apply for this job, but I've got my job here if it's a problem, right? I'd never worked in a company and leveraged a move to a different company. You know what I mean? Like taking a risk. It yeah. always had been like internal promotion. So my whole life, I'd never taken a risk. Yeah. And this was the first time that I was saying, look, I go all in on this and it either works or it doesn't. And that was scary. And it was the first time that I accepted that fate, like there could potentially be failure, but I put myself in that position anyway. And what was interesting is like, we get to Funnel Hacking Live, like we go all in there. And, you know, even just on the first day, the very first talk I hear is by a guy, um, maybe three talks in, a guy called Nicholas Biley. And he talks about how your mess becomes your message. Mm-hmm. I was sitting there and I was, I was hearing what he was saying. And he told this story of how like when he was young, you know, his parents got divorced when he was younger. He ended up um, kind of eating a lot of food to kind of get through it and, and, and that kind of guilt eating. And um, he was kind of chunky when he was a kid and he got bullied for it, heavily ridiculed through his whole childhood. And then when he got to his kind of mid twenties, he went ridiculously on the other end, got super, super fit. But he never wanted to talk about his past. He never wanted to talk about when he was, you know, heavier and and when he got bullied because it brought back a lot of pain for him, you know, to the point where his fiance had never seen a picture of him Mm. before he was fit, right? So just before they get married, she was like, hey, like, what's going on? Like, I need to know the story. And what was crazy is once he started to tell not just her, but other people about this, this pain that he had, this, this whole mess he'd had throughout his life, that connected him to other people. Right. And when I heard that, I was like, this just huge, this light bulb went off in my head. I was like, oh my God, like, I'm not sharing my pain. I'm not sharing this mess. I'm not sharing how I feel. 
I walked out of that room and I was like, man, I want to connect with these entrepreneurs. So I went from, you know, at the start of the day saying, hey, my name's Jamie. I run an ad agency and we help dentists to, hey, my name's Jamie and I've got absolutely no freaking idea what I'm doing here. I'm nearly broke. Like I'm in a really tough situation and I'm just here to try and connect with you guys. Wow. And once that shift happened, like throughout that whole event, people who just kind of became like magnetically attracted to me, I was building these amazing connections and people were like coming up to me and, 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 and hanging out with me and like we were connecting and, um, and throughout this whole event, this was happening time and time and time again. And all that happened was I was just being this completely honest person, just mm. putting myself out there honestly. And you know, as you know, Nathan, at the end of that event, the, pain, <laughs> the point where five days in, they're like, hey, if you guys want to take this to the next level, we've got a $30,000 coaching <laughs> program that's for you. Oh my like, God. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's just recap everything that's just happened here, right? Like, like the, the two things that stand out to me that I think are the most powerful here is you step through complete utter terror, broke as a joke to fly across the world to go to an event that you weren't really sure would help you, but you felt like, you know what? I'm going to give this a shot because there was something inside you, I would venture to say God or your soul that said, hey, you need community this is going to be good for you in some way. So that's number one, you step through fear. So amazing. I just get like affirm you there. Um, not that you need it from me, but I just, yeah, I think we all need validation. Yeah. Um, but the other thing is you were freaking vulnerable, right? Like that's so, it shows so much, um, inner strength, you talk about ego and, and, and the impact that it, the negative impact that it can have in our lives. There are some positive impact, but um, the, the fact that you are just, you're like, I have no idea what I'm doing and I'm just here to build relationships. That's really cool. <laughs> and it was it, one of the best yeah. decisions I made just to, just to be open with people. God, you're inspiring me right now. I could it up a little bit. <laughs> there's a, there's a huge opportunity at that event. I could have gone into selling mode and I come from a, from, right. from, I was a sales guy for eight, nine years and a sales trainer and sales is built into my DNA. And there's, there's that opportunity, right. Of like 5,000 entrepreneurs, like people you could sell to. And I told myself, I said, that is not what I'm going to this event for. I'm right. not going for clients. I'm going for clarity and connection. And let me tell you, like those mm. relationships that I built right there and then, are still as strong today, you know, especially with the key people and it, and it built the foundation of what I've now built my business and my mission and my brand on. I, I you know, it's funny is I, I just, I have to share this because I can, I can get hung up as I go through these podcast episodes. I'm always trying to figure out, you know, what, what, what like revolutionary thing can I share with my audience to help change their lives? But if we were to cut this podcast right now, like these two principles that we're talking about, just vulnerability and taking steps that will get you so far. And I, I you're going like, to like, like this next one, Nathan, because this next one is what I pin my entire success to. Okay. Hit me. So <laughs> as you know, we're there at the event, right? Mm -hmm. It's amazing connecting with people. We've got this community. We say, okay, but the event is going to end. So if you want to carry on and build these connections and have this community and you want to take your business to the next level, here's a $25,000 program. It's only 25,000. If you pay for it in one go, I'm like, like I've never paid that much money for anything in my life. I was, I had never spent a thousand dollars on a course 
the most money I'd ever spent on a course was four or $500. Right. And then there was this huge like money and, and it's like, Oh, $2,500 a month for 12 months, which is actually 30 K. And I'm like, Oh my God. Like I laughed it off. I was like, well, that would be cool, but there's absolutely no way. Like I wasn't even paying attention during the presentation. Cause I knew the pitch was coming. Yeah. 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 There's like, there's no way we could do this. Right. And, uh, and then I just laid awake all night, the whole night. I was just wide awake. I couldn't sleep because I knew that if I didn't do that program, that I would regret it massively. Like I knew like if I didn't take that step and I didn't take that leap, right. that I was going to have a problem. I was going to have like this massive regret you- in my mind when I showed up to the event next year and I'd seen people progress and I was still at the same level. It was just that I didn't want to miss out on what was happening, right? Interesting. So that, that far outweighed the, the logic that number one, you didn't have an income stream for 2,500 a month, right? I didn't have no income stream. And that wasn't the decision. That was just the nagging thing that laid in the back of my mind, right? And, I, and when I woke up that morning, I didn't think I was going to sign up for it. The whole day, I didn't think I was. And then I signed up like within eight minutes of it closing. And I, I, I went in and I listened. And, I, and one of the biggest things that stood out to me was that the guy that was on stage, Garrett White, and he was giving a presentation and telling us about this program. He said, there's going to be a lot of you out there who went and you asked for validation from other people. You sat to the person next to you and you said, hey, what do you think? Should I do it? You went home and you spoke to your wife or your partner and you said, hey, what do you think? Should I do it? But there's so many of you out there who aren't making decisions for yourself or for you. You're asking for validation from other people to make decisions on things that affect you. I said, so ask yourself, like, is this something you want to do or is it not? And by the way, it's okay if it's either one. But don't give me a cop out and say, oh, I would, but I'm not going to. Like decide, make a yes I loved or no. that. That, re- that was funny. That's the thing that resonated w- with me was, was he was like, own it. Stop lying. And if you, know, if you don't want to do, do something, that's okay. So continue. Go ahead. Right. So I sat there sweating. I, I walked to the back of the room. I, I just wrote a book. Um, I co-authored a book the other week and it's coming out very soon. And I write about this experience in the book. The first kind of chapter is about this. And like, I, I go to the back of the room and I talk to the guy and I'm sweating and I sign up and I give him my credit card. Like, like I've got like a $2,000 credit card limit and like, I've got like a thousand dollars in my bank account. So the Jeez. first 2,500 comes out and I'm like within $500 of my credit limit. And we're still in Nashville. We haven't booked the flights out yet. Right. Jeez. I can only be in the US for so long. And I, and I went all in and I was like, oh crap, like what am I going to tell my girlfriend? Like what the hell? I was like, I just won't tell her, it'll be fine, right? And then that lasted about six hours and <laughs> I ended up being like, so listen, I've done this, but I've done it for me. And this is my business and I'm positive that this is going to give me the purpose and the direction and the energy that I need to be successful. Mm. And you know what she said? I'm completely behind you straight away. No hesitation because she could see the conviction that I had. Mm. And what was crazy, and, and this is where the third secret came into what you were just telling me, Nathan, is that when we went through the OFA training, there was something Steve Larson told me. He was telling a story of his origin story of how he first got started. And he was on a car drive back home with his dad. And his dad was a, a wealthy guy, uh, and Stephen didn't have any money. His wife wasn't eating because they didn't have enough money to feed both of them. And they were broke on their ass with no money. And he asked his dad, he said, dad, can you lend me a thousand bucks? Um, we've got some student loans that are coming in soon, you know, but 
I just need some money to tide me over. And mm-hmm. he said, son, no, if I do this, you will not exhaust the resources that you didn't know that you possess. Oh. That really stuck out to me. And, and, it's, and the reason I mention that is that's exactly what happened when I signed up for the Two Comma Club X program, but not straight away. The first 30 days was 21 days of hallowed grief and despair at this <laughs> ridiculous decision that I'd made right. to sign up for a ridiculously expensive program that was more money than anything I'd ever spent money on before in my life. Like I'd never even earned that much a month. I'd never even earned $2,500 a month, like after tax. And, and this was the program I signed up for. It was crazy. And, you know, I got home and, and one of the first things that happened within five days of me signing up for this program, I had one client who had paid me three months before and mm-hmm. I'd given it her for free for the following months because we hadn't quite gotten the results. So she'd had three months for the price of what she'd paid. And she rung me up and she said, hey, Jamie, look, this isn't really working. I'm going to need a refund on that $2,000 I paid you. Oh, my gosh. And remember, I'm like within my credit limit of like 500 bucks. At that point, I had like 200 bucks left. And I just freaked out because I was like, no, I can't give you a refund. And then, and then something in my mind triggered and I thought, you know what? I don't want this to be held over me. Right. So I've got the next CCX payment is coming out in 14 days time. So I said to her, you know what? Um, just give me like 15 days and I can try and see if I can get the money together for you. So I've got 14 days to pay the $2,500 from Two Comma Club X. I've got 15 days to give her the refund for $2,000. And I've also got like the best part of 15 days to repay the $2,000 on my credit card. Jeez. And I was just this, this whole, you know, I had a week of this kind of despair moment before this happened. And I was like, man, like in this position, I, I was like, I've got to cancel two CCX. I've got to like figure out how I can make the money. I've got to do this. I've got to do that. Right. And there was something in me that said, if I quit now, again, I'm going to regret it. So I, I was, you know, I couldn't get out of bed. I was, you know, frustrated. I was like crying in the corner of a room, like just completely defeated. Uh And then this happened for a couple more days. And then about 10 days out from when I needed to get the money, something shifted in my mind where I was like, (laughs) I don't get this money. I'm going to die. And I am not going to die. Right. Like this, this was my mentality. Like this is not going to happen to me. And I just got this like raw power and energy from just somewhere within me because I had to make it. Like I just, I have to make this money. There is no choice. And the next 10 days I went out there. I, you know, did as many cold calls as I could to, you know, dentists and different people like this. And, and guess what? 10 days later, I'd made $8,000, right? I hadn't delivered on it, but I got people to say yes. And I got the money and it was there and it happened. And that was crazy to me because I was like, wow, this is more money than I've ever made, right? Like, and I made it in five days because I had this drive and energy. And that taught me a huge lesson. It taught me playing safe my whole life had been a huge mistake. Putting myself in a vulnerable position where I could lose everything was what I needed to unlock this kind of raw potential and belief in myself that I could do it. Right. The truth is I had all of the resources there. I had the full 2CCX. I had, the, I had a bunch of things there that were ready to go. And I, and I had a product that I could sell. I just didn't know how to do it. So that's, that's kind of what happened, which was kind of crazy. But what, what was happening while this process was going on was that at Funnel Hacking Live, I decided that I was going to try and document and live this authentic kind of 
realization that I'd have. Do you know how I was speaking to everybody and I was trying to be like real yeah. and authentic? I was yeah. like, man, I need to continue this. So I've been saying I want to start a podcast forever. Let's do the podcast. So while this was going on, while everything was happening with 2CCX and the refund from my client, and actually, if you go and listen to the Entrepreneur Junkie Movement and listen to the first five or six episodes, mm -hmm. you can literally follow the story because it's like, how $30,000 of debt was a bad idea. Like what happens when your client asks for a refund and you've got no money, right? These are my episodes that I'm talking about. Uh -huh. And I'm just documenting this whole story. Right. So I, I carried on, you know, and I, and I got through that first month and I got through the second month and, you know, about two, two months into the two comma club X, I, I realized something. I was like, man, I hate dentists. <laughs> like not, not going to the dentist. Cause you know, but like, speaking to them on the phone as a marketer is horrible because like you have the receptionist and she don't want to speak to you. And then you get onto the dentist and he's busy and you're like, Hey, I can make you a bunch of money. And he's like, well, I work two days a week and make like 200 K. So right. I'm worried about making more money. Right? Like yeah. it is a horrible, it, it, you know, on the outside, it's a great customer because you've got, you know, high costs. You don't have to get many customers, but like from a viewpoint of selling to them, it is hard. Yeah. Really, really hard. I have a friend who's got a practice, a dental practice, um, and he's 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 actually doing a good job. He's he's going to be selling to them about disposable income and where to invest that. Um, so that that's where it would Dude, work. That's smart. But, but yeah. They, yeah, they don't have an issue making money. It's what to do with it. Um, so we'd right. left. Yeah. So we'd left America. We'd flown to Bali, and I sat there in Bali, and I was like, "Man, like, <laughs> I just hate this." Right? Like, I was in Bali, and and we went. There I don't feel sorry cheap. for you. Right. A lot, and this is the thing, Nathan, like it, it sounds glorious and glamorous, but again, the reality was I was holed up in a room right. for 12 hours a day, six days a week. Yeah, I could go outside and it was beautiful, but I was so stressed out of my mind, it wasn't going to work. And here was hmm. the problem. I was spending all my time cold calling these dentists, right? So I right. sat there, my podcast had been going strong. You know, we got ranked and we got into new and noteworthy and we, you know, charted and got a bunch of downloads and I've been talking about it and documenting this whole process. Right. And someone from 2CCX reached out and she's like, a lady called Latasha Mitchell and she's like, hey, Jamie, can I, can I love on you a little? And it was kind of funny because I, it was late at night and I was sat next to my girlfriend and she sees this message come through from this <laughs> woman that says, can I love on you? And like, starts to freak out. She's like, who is this? Per like, what is she saying? I'm like, and I wasn't familiar with the expression. So I said, hey, Latasha, like, what do you mean? I'm confused. Like, yeah. what, does, what does that mean? She says, it means, can I give you some real honest advice? I was like, oh, okay, right. Like panic station over, right? Yeah. And, um, and I thought she was going to start tearing me apart, like being like critical. And she was like, Jamie, you're amazing at podcasts. You should do this for other people. And I had about, you know, about... 24 hours of like utter disbelief that she'd even suggested the idea. No, I can't do it. I'm brand new. Who would follow me? I can't teach anything. Like absolutely no way. There's people who've been doing it longer and all this kind of stuff. Mm. And then I said to myself the next day, like, well, what if, like, what if I could do that? And I started to look and I started to really look at it. And, you know, one of the most notable people in the podcasting space is a guy called Daxi Perez, who, you know, I'm good friends with now. And, um, and at the time, I was like, man, like, there's no way I could catch up to them. And, and I thought it was unreachable. Mm -hmm. right. and, then I, and then I found out they'd only started their business four months before. And then I was like, oh, crap. Like, I thought they had been in this game for forever. And it turns out they only started their business four months ago. I can do this. And that was, the, that was all I needed. And then it was just a matter of how can I help these people? I knew who I wanted to help. I wanted to be helping entrepreneurs because those were my people. Those were who gave me energy when I was at Funnel Hacking Live. 
And I now had the vehicle, right? It's like podcasting. Like, I love this. This is fun. I can do it. I'm right. having success. So the, the final piece was like, well, what problem can I solve? Like, what problem do these people have? And I started to look at the podcasting landscape and something really alarmingly obvious jumped out to me. The vast majority of people who start a podcast quit. Like the majority mm-hmm. of people, the average episodes in fact, do you, do you know this, Nathan? Do you know what the average number of episodes that a podcaster does? I think it's 10. Not even that. It's seven. S- seven. Okay. Seven episodes. So the average podcaster will only ever do seven episodes and quit. Like, it's crazy. Like the majority of, like 80% of people who start podcasting will not be doing it in six months time. Right. And like I would be willing to bet, and I don't know the numbers, but I would be willing to bet that only probably... 5% of people who start a podcast are able to make money from it. Mm-hmm. So, I, so I looked at it and I was like, well, why do people quit? Like, why do they not have success? And I spoke to a bunch of different people. And what I realized was they were like, you know, I've been doing this for like two or three months. And, you know, I, I just, I can't figure it. It doesn't seem to be working. Like I'm not making any money from it. So I'm just going to quit. So right? you actually, you actually just reached out to folks. You were just kind of doing some, to them, some, right? some surveying. Like yeah. Yeah. I'd been on some people's podcasts. I started reaching out to people who got their own podcasts. I was like, talk to me a bit about your podcast. Like what's going on with it? Like what's happening? Like, and I started to ask people who weren't doing podcasts anymore. I Mm -hmm. found some podcasts where they'd stopped recording. I said, why did you stop? And what happened was it was crazy and it was obvious to me, but the, the power in podcasting is in the long game. If you can podcast for over a year and publish consistently and do things in a fairly right order, that is when just organically things will start to really ramp up. Mm. The problem is the majority of people can't even get to the six month mark, let alone the year mark. Right. So I said to myself, like, how can I help people? Like, what could I do? So what about if I could help people make money from their podcast straight away? You know, I've got this background in sales. I'm pretty sure I could do it. What if I could show them a way to make money from the podcast from the get-go so that they kept doing their podcast for longer so that they could get to that year mark? And then when they're at the year mark, then they can do all the stuff that all the other podcast gurus talk about. But like, mm. what if... I could show them how to make money. And the consensus in the whole community from everybody was, you can't make money from a podcast straight away. Russell Brunson himself said, you have to do an episode every day for 100 days and you aren't going to get anything for those 100 days. And I was like, all right, I can change this belief because I know for a fact that this is possible. I'm a sales guy. Like, there's got to be a way, right? So I started to look at what I'd learned. I started to look at other people in the space And what I realized was that sales is really just about connection and relationships. So what if I could get you, Nathan, to go and speak to somebody on your podcast, one-to-one, interview them, and build a really great relationship? And what if that person was actually a really good fit for whatever it was that you were selling? Could that then lead to a sale? Well, what happens if you interview 20 people in a month and all of them were a good fit for your business and you built an amazing relationship with five or 10 of them? Would that lead to one or two sales? So that almost, that, almost certainly. Well, that I, I, I think that's the question that I want to answer, and uh, I want to I want to go in like into detail around that question. Um, but looking at the time we've got, what I'd love to do instead of cutting that that short, if you're okay with it, I'd love to do like a part two. We can d- dig in real deep and go through. I feel like we've got some legs for a part two. I feel like we're only halfway through, you know? 
That, exactly. That's my thing. Like, I, I, did, I don't want to rush this and the science behind what you're doing. Um, this just even the, just going out and surveying people and talking to them um, and, I, and identifying what that issue is. But yeah, I, I want to get into details and solve that, that question that you just served up, which is if you build a relationship someone, with someone that you're interviewing doing a podcast, is there an opportunity to sell them on a service or product that you offer? By the way, and, and here's what we'll leave it on, Nathan, and, and mm-hmm. see what you think of this. Not only does it give you the opportunity to potentially sell to somebody, but it allows you to build up authority amongst your dream customers. So the people that you want to sell to, if you interview them, so imagine, and, and, let, me, and let me paint this picture because I don't want it to get too confusing. Imagine I'm still doing the dentist thing, right? Imagine mm-hmm. I'm a Facebook ad agency and I still want to sell to dentists. So I go out and I interview over the next three months, 60 of the top dentists in this kind of situation. And I talk to them about marketing for dentists. So not only have I had the opportunity to build relationships with 60 of my prime customers, people now know me in participation and in affiliation with those dentists. So by power of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Association. Uh, power of association, you mm-hmm. got it, man. That's it. You're automatically becoming an authority in that space. Right. And you're becoming known in that space. And what's cool is you start doing that, people start to reach out to you and be like, hey, I would love to be interviewed on your podcast, right? Dream customers will start to come up to you and say, can I can I speak to you? Can I get to know you? Can I be interviewed? And that is really interesting. So I want to leave you on that thought. What if you could be doing that every single week? What if every Mm. week you'd be speaking to them, building your authority, but also having the opportunity to make money from it? Wouldn't that be cool? That would be cool. But how do you do that? (laughs) Stay tuned for part two. That's right. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Um, Jamie, thanks again for your time, man. And we'll, we'll connect and we'll do part two here. Um, gosh, uh, very, very soon. <laughs> no problem. Thank you so much for being on. It's been a blast, Nathan. And um, by the way, if any of you guys are listening, uh, is, it, is it cool if I give some stuff away for free, Nathan? Would that be sweet? Uh, yes, please do. All right. If any of you guys are, are slightly interested about this possibility of like, oh, maybe I could launch a podcast. I've got something awesome to give away for you guys for free. So, If you guys head to www.podcastprofitplaybook.com, I take all of my students and all of my clients through this kind of 30-point checklist. Mm -hmm. And it's if you hit all of these 30 points, that is what you need to be able to launch a successful show. And I put it in a playbook for you guys to actually take away for free. So I'm more than happy to give that away to your audience, Nathan, so they can go and start to look at it and be like, wow. These are the pieces that are involved with launching it. So yeah, you guys want that? You guys can go have it for free. I love that. Dude, I will, I will include that link in the, uh, the episode notes. And that is, if I'm not mistaken, the same checklist that I use to launch this very podcast. That's the one. <laughs> uh, dude, thanks for sharing that. You rock, Jamie. No worries. Thanks, Nathan. All right, talk soon. Hey, thanks so much for listening today. Listen, I truly hope you got something out of this episode that you can implement in your life or business immediately. But before you go, I've got one ask of you, and that's to please subscribe and rate this podcast. Help me help other creative entrepreneurs like you and I. And here's the deal. When you leave your rating, you'll win a 15-minute free consultative meeting with me 
talk specifically about your business. Just send me an email with an image or a screenshot of your rating and we'll schedule the time. Thanks again. You rock.